Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider to hear the rest of this fascinating conversation and check out recent shows where we learned about worrisome cases of wrongful convictions, an unsettling rise in cancer found in household pets, and mysterious radio bursts coming from deep in space. Head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to start listening. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Brett Velikovich with us. Drone Warrior is his work. Now, he's a U.S. Army veteran, business executive, serving as a former Delta intelligence analyst for the U.S. Army. He participated in both Operation Iraqi Freedom and Operation Enduring Freedom. Following his time served in the military, he received an MBA from Duke University, focused his post-Army career on the commercial drone technology sector. Brett's goal is to share the benefits of drone technology with all of us, and he dedicates his time in support of humanitarian projects worldwide. Brett, I'm looking forward to this. It's good to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me as well. The Let's talk for just a second about the drones that kids have, the, the, the toy drones. Is that technology almost the same as this drone that was found in South Korea that I just mentioned before you came on? Right. Well, it's definitely it's not the same, um, but it's getting close. I got to tell you, one of the things that I do in uh, in my free time is I work a lot with consumer and commercial drones, and so I ha- I can tell you that the consumer drones that exist in the market today, and they are just incredible. I mean, the technology has evolved so far within the last just even few months alone that kids can get their hands on some pretty incredible stuff. I'm talking about drones that have the ability to fly thousands of feet in the air. They can have high-definition 4K video cameras. They have the ability to even sense and avoid obstacles. And so what uh, kids these days can get their hands on is pretty incredible, and it's getting to the point where you know, non-state actors and organizations that may be able to use that same technology for bad are essentially uh, looking to, to use them and, and could potentially use them for things that are, are not what you know, the average kid wants to, which is just to take some nice photos of themselves. You know, these drones, again, on the on the toy usage, are pretty affordable now, too, aren't they? Absolutely. I mean, when you look at how far, again, the technology has come, and that also means that there's more competition. I mean, I, I deal, you know, every, every day with a new you know, manufacturer that's looking to have their drones sold, and so it, it really creates this competition in the marketplace that is driving down the cost of these things. And so... For instance, uh, you know, you have you have drones that would have would have been very expensive. You know, tens of thousands of dollars of government U.S. technology you can now buy at a local hobby shop for a few hundred bucks. Jeez! And now the application, Brett, for military usage, it's it's widespread. And how big are some of these drones physically? How big are they? So, so some of the the consumer drones, you mean? Uh, no, the military ones. Well, so, so the military has, uh, you know, their their pick of the litter, right? They have everything from uh, when I was in, we had what was called the Raven, which is a handheld drone. It's maybe three to four feet long. It was really meant to go, you know, be man portable, fit in the soldier's uh, backpack, and then be able to throw up right away and, and get kind of a lay of the land in front of you. It was really meant to just see what's what's beyond uh, your horizon and if uh, and, and, and what the enemy was doing, you know, up upfront and personal. Yeah. And then you've got all these different um, levels in between, all the way up to the ones that I primarily use, which is what, you know, the MQ-1 Predator, which is, it's pretty long, you know, it's, uh, you know, we're talking almost 20 feet, uh, roughly, 
uh, in length. I mean, these are these are very big uh, drones that you know they they are meant to be able to stay in the air for quite a bit of time and so uh, withstand the weather conditions that you may expect uh, when you're up in the air flying for quite for quite some time. Do they have drones that are the size of a fly, for example? It's interesting. Yeah. They always kind of highlight that stuff in movies, and they, they make yeah. it like we've got these real tiny drones. And, yeah, we've seen those. I mean, there, there's a there's a helicopter, uh, a little tiny helicopter drone that might be fit in the, the palm of your hand. Uh, but they're nowhere near as capable as the larger ones. I mean, the larger ones, they need fuel. They need a lot of different uh, personnel uh, to support their launch and recovery and, and enable them to do the thing. But but they are looking. I mean, that's the evolution right there is getting smaller and smaller. But I, you know, I've I've seen one about the size of a quarter. Uh, but now we're, we're not really talking about uh, government, you know, you know, secret technology. But they're trying to get they're trying to get to that point. And and that that is where this evolution of the drone industry is going. Is smaller smaller drones that have great cameras and that can fly uh, a significant amount of distance. And so we may, we very. Uh, well may see the day when we've got a, a tiny, really tiny fly-like drone that's uh, able to do some incredible things. Now, you've spent a lot of time in Iraq. Are we using lots of drones in Afghanistan and Iraq right now? Yes, we're using drones all over the place. I mean, just the, the over the course of the last decade, the military has really found um, that Drone technology is one of the things that's saving so many American lives, and so when you when you see that there's there was this push from you know the different administrations to really get to, to, to make this technology more readily available. So when I talked earlier about this smaller Raven drone, I remember the first time I saw that 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 was a big big deal for people to to get those things, and now you really don't see many operations, especially um, you know the larger operations that take place that don't have a drone either flying overhead before, uh, during, or after the mission. And that tells you how important it is to, to protecting, you know, these American military folks that are over there. The missiles that some of these drones will carry are capable of doing what, Brent? Well, they're capable of basically hitting a car and not scuffing the paint around it. I mean, they're... Oh they're, they're that accurate. They're very, very accurate, and they're especially more accurate because... There's been a, uh, an importance placed on ensuring that no outside innocent people are getting hurt from the collateral, you know, dam. I mean, the, the damage that that takes place from them. And so that makes the missiles more and more precise. And the importance is, is heavily placed on ensuring you're hitting the target that you're going after. You're, if you're going after an individual or a vehicle or a compound, that that missile that is being uh, used uh, is 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 incredibly precise. And so, uh, you know. They can really do some incredible things. I saw a movie. Uh, it's a couple of years old, uh, and I think it might have been on Amazon, where the military was. It was the the movie was based on drone operators for the military, and I think they were in Iraq or Afghanistan. Right. And it was the the life. It was a, dr- a drama movie, and it was based on the life of these drone operators. And there was this one guy, the star of the movie, who was really getting upset with his job because what he would do was he was the one who would fire off the missile from the drone and kill the Iraqi or the Afghan or the ISIS person or the Al-Qaeda. And in some cases, you know, he would, they would be able to, and I'm going to ask you about the satellite imagery with this, 
but they would look at some of the people, and they were women, uh, kids, and uh, he was looking at the one case where the drone was flying over a woman and a kid, and the kid was ready to pick up uh, some kind of weapon. And he's he's just praying to God that the kid doesn't pick it up because he doesn't want to blow him up. Uh, you know, and he ended up firing a missile. At, that's going on. That's real, isn't it? Look, there there are a lot of decisions that have to be made and, and weighed um, in, in these cases because we're we're dealing with humans, and, and sometimes no one goes into this wanting to hurt innocent people. And you're going to see that when you know when people read my book, Drone Warrior, they're going to see these decisions that are being made and these gut wrenching calls that have to be that have to be made um, very quickly. And you have to weigh these decisions. But I got to tell you, whenever an innocent person is hurt, it's it, it's very rare. First of all, and I know the media likes to kind of uh, play it up like it happens uh, a lot more than it actually does. But when when it does happen, it is it's devastating to guys like me. It's devastating to the people around us, and um, it keeps us up at night. And it, it, but at the same time, you got to realize that the people we're going after. I mean, these are the worst of the worst. These aren't people that just stole a pack of gum from the grocery store. I mean, these, the, the individuals we are hunting have been responsible for tens of thousands of uh, killings of, of innocent people. They're, they're coming for us here in the U.S., and um, we can't let that happen. And so a lot of people always like to talk about these, this casualty and how many, how many innocent people were killed and you know, how many bad guys did you kill? And very rarely do people ask us, how many lives did we save? That's right. You know, and, and that's the importance here. And I want to make it clear, you know, my, my job was not to hold the trigger. I'm not the, I wasn't the drone pilot. I wasn't the, the operator on the ground that's pulling the actual trigger that's shooting the terrorist in the head. My job was to basically tell those guys where the terrorist is located and utilize the, dr- dr- the drone to actually hunt and find. Where were you? Were you on the ground looking yes. at the spot? Yes. So I was deployed. I would deploy in the field and I would get very close to the fight because I needed to be as close to the action as possible. You know, so I would be set up and we talk about in the book, that, you know, these, uh, this essentially what's called the box, which is this operational hub where we are um, managing drones or managing intelligence personnel were, were, were assisting, um, you know, the guys on the ground that are going kicking down the doors to capture, you know, capture and kill folks. And my job specifically was to pull together all this intelligence information and then use that to drive my decisions on who we should hunt. And so once I figured out, listen, we need to go after this individual in the Islamic State of Iraq because he might have information that can lead us to the number one and number two guys, then it was my job to find them. And the way I did that was through, you know, stacking multiple drones on an area, following sure. vehicles and people, and watching watching these guys, you know, all day long. And when you watch someone, you know, day after day, you really see. Imagine all the things that people do when they they don't realize they're being watched. Oh, uh, it's it's and incredible. Those are the things we saw, and and and, and it was uh, incredible to kind of have that. You know, eye in the sky, that that unblinking eye that allows us to see the things people don't want us to. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.